It's the sound of a lone wolf, boys and girls. <laughs> That's right, I'm by myself tonight once again. I know I said that we'd have this uh, Wolverine show, but uh, I'm going to tell you, I think Leto's still mad at me. I think his little heart's still broken. <laughs> but James, who's Leto? For the listeners that aren't aware of him. Leto is the boy water sidekick. He is my gay counterpart, and he he kind of gives like the female perspective, but... <laughs> Yeah, that's him. This coming weekend, he's going to Vegas. And I think it's part of his whole, you know, that whole birthday month celebration. He celebrates himself for a whole month. <laughs> yeah, he's that guy. I think I, I believe that's what it's about. I really didn't ask him, but I, I'm going to assume that with my assuming abilities. James, don't assume because you put the, you make an ass out of you and me. Oh, great. Thank you for remembering that and using it appropriately. <laughs> Uh, anyways, so Lido's out this weekend, so I didn't feel like I didn't feel like calling uh, anyone else to do some other shit this this weekend. So, you know, I just got lazy about it. I was like, ah, fuck it, I'll just do something during the week. And you guys have to wait for your goddamn Wolverine show, all right? But it's coming. All right. <laughs> you know, I got I have a life too. I want to do stuff on my weekends, huh? I don't want to sacrifice every weekend. Now you're just bitching, James. I know. I I hear you. I'm way ahead of you. Okay enough of that let's move forward uh oh the dodger game last uh, show i told you my wife and i were gonna go to a dodger game together and we wind up doing that i dropped off my kids with chuby and her fiance danny boy the reverend and you know what when we first get there drop the kids off they live out in pasadena which is a nice fucking area by the way you know what? I've determined that I like to live in either... I'm going to say Altadena. It's right It's right next to Pasadena. I, but James, why do you want to live in Altadena? Oh, thanks for asking. I want to live in Altadena because I've been working in that area recently. And I've realized that that place is fucking... First of all, it's beautiful. Secondly, it's like you're in the goddamn woods. James, aren't you kind of like the outdoorsy type? Yeah, I do like the outdoors. You're right. I think most people do, in a sense, right? I don't know. Like, the other day, my wife and I, we went to uh, Riverside to drop the kids off there. God, where are we dropping the kids off somewhere, huh? <laughs> no, just recently, there's been some things going on, and that was for our 10-year anniversary. So, drop the kids off in Riverside, and she's like, we used to live there for a while. And uh, I was like, hey, do you, do you miss living here? And she goes, fuck no. <laughs> Which is an understandable uh, reaction. And then she asked me, how about you? And I'm like, well, hmm... She goes, really? You got to think about it? And I said, well, what I miss about Riverside is, uh, you know, I miss the nature aspect of it. Everything's more spread out. There's more trees. Uh, you know, there's just, there's, there's fucking creeks you can you can be next to. There's like mount, like hills you can hike up really close. There's hills where you live too, James. I know, but it's still, it's more spread out. Not as many fucking houses. Uh, that's what I liked about it. But what's that got to do with Altadena? Thanks for getting me right back on track. Altadena is, it's got that mixture of the woods, and yet it's very close to civilization. Like, you're right there next to fucking Pasadena. You could be in LA in no time, and yet you're still, like, secluded. And it's very, I'm telling you, it's very woodsy, all right? I would not be surprised if you seen a fucking bear going through your trash can when you woke up to have breakfast. Anyway, so Altadena, that's the way to go, I think. It's probably expensive, though, which means I'll never get there. <laughs> 
But uh, that seems like a cool spot to live. A lot of fucking tree-lined streets. A lot of shade. I dig it. The only thing about that is there's a lot of spiders, right? You got a lot of trees and bushes and shit. More spiders. And who likes spiders? Because I sure as hell don't. All right, let's move on. Oh, so I dropped the kids off at Chuby's house. And she gives me one of the greatest gifts anyone has ever given me. She hands me a single penny. But James, what's so special about a penny? Oh, on the contrary, this penny was special, sir. But, but why? Because it was not a U.S. penny. Okay, there's no Lincoln on the cover. On the cover. There's no Lincoln on the uh, one side. Okay, instead, it was an eagle perched on top of a swastika. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. I got to sit back for this. Too excited. I don't want to yell in the mic. She gave me a 1939 Nazi Germany penny. <laughs> Fucking unreal. How awesome. Right? Some people might get offended by this, but others others appreciate it. Like, I appreciate the fuck. I'm not joking when I say it's probably one of the coolest gifts I've ever received in my life. But James, I... You like Nazis? You like killing Jews? No, 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 no. You know me, you know? I like uh, the darker side of life. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I, I, I don't know. There's something like, uh, you know, something you... <sighs> What's the word? Taboo, I guess? Like, oh, no, that's a Nazi coin. You're not supposed to have that. But, uh, you know, it looks fucking awesome. They got cool logos. I got I to gotta admit that. The Nazis, they had it down. The logos and the uniforms. I've said it before and I'll say it again. They got that shit right. But uh, thank you, Truby, once again. And apparently you can go to, I don't know where she found it. Some kind of, uh, was it a pawn shop? I don't know. But uh, she picked those up and she gave me one and that's fucking great. And, and uh, apparently it's made out of the same material the Statue of Liberty was made out of. And of course I'm a fucking retard and I forgot what material that is. So hold on, let me let me look it up. The magic in red here. It's just clicky clicky, typey typey, and I'll get my answer. What's the statue of lib not liberty. Liberty Ah, look at that the first one. Made of. Hmm. Let's see here. Pure copper. That's what I thought it was. See, I'm a fucking retard. Pure copper. <sighs> if I would have just said that, I would have been smart. I would have been smart. But now I'm a fucking idiot. I tell you, one more semester of college would have done it. Okay, let's see here. I'm sorry, I, I don't really read stuff, but uh, I'm, I'm intrigued, and I think you probably will be too. You know, I think you want to get to the bottom of this like I do. And I'm going to help you guys. Let me help you. Okay. It's made out of pure copper. The copper's green color is a layer of patina that forms with age. Extended periods of oxidation. No, oxidization. Sorry. Mm. Like a really old penny would appear if not stored properly. Look at this. See? That's what I'm telling you. The, the penny that she gave me has little tiny traces of patina, which she told me and sounded like she was real smart when she gave it to me, but I forgot what the name was. <laughs> so you learned something assholes and let me read this to you i never knew this i guess i'm just a fucking idiot the statue is of a robed female figure representing libertas 
the Roman goddess of freedom, who bears a torch and a tabula ansata, a tablet evoking the law, upon which is inscribed the date of the American Declaration of Independence, July 4th, 1776. A broken chain lies at her feet. The statue is an icon of freedom and of the United States. A welcoming signal to immigrants arriving from abroad. Huh. Yeah, until we say we don't want no more immigrants coming in here because we're too fucking full. <laughs> Isn't that what they're doing? No more. Stay where you are. Or is it just the Mexicans? Yeah, I don't fucking know. A lot of Asians are coming in, buying all this shit up. I'm telling you. You hear this fucking cricket in the background? I got the window open because it's hot as balls in this room. This fucking cricket won't shut up. Anyways, I hope it gives you some sort of an ambiance. <laughs> All right, let's move forward. They gave me the cool fucking penny. We dropped the kids off. We go to the Dodger game. And once again, I brought my uh, whiskey and Coke bottles. But James, didn't you learn the first time? Oh, but I made mine a little weaker. Actually, not really. I made mine just as strong. I made my wife's weaker. Because I knew with her I wasn't going to be, you know, drinking more than one beer at the game, probably. Wanted to give myself a good buzz and save some money. And so uh, I bring her a bottle, too, but I made hers about a third. I probably should have made it weaker, but, uh, you know, that's my fault. I thought she really wanted to party. <laughs> Not really. So we, we get there. I pull out the fucking drinks. They're nice and ice cold. And I give her hers, and she's like, uh. I don't know. Is it going to taste good? <laughs> and I give it to her. And right when I give it to her, this, this uh, golf cart drives right behind us. Excuse me. You can't take those drinks from the stadium. And it's like, these fucking guys, man. They're so goddamn, like, they're pests. And I tell the dude, I'm like, yeah, yeah, we're just going to drink it and then toss it in the trash before we get in there. I know that. Oh, okay. Those aren't spiked, are they? Like any fucking retard is going to say, oh, well, yeah, is that frowned upon? <laughs> so I go, no, I know better than that. And he goes, all right, you have a good day, folks. And he drives away. <laughs> so we make our way. We start walking. She takes her drink. She goes, oh, oh this is gross. <laughs> it's too strong. James, what did you do? And I'm like, really? Mine's perfect. <laughs> So we're walking, and uh, we had great seats this time. So we didn't have to walk up like 18 flights of stairs. We were at the fucking field level, which means no stairs, which means you just walk from the parking lot straight in. And I'm like, oh, fuck, we're already here. So, yeah, we had no walk at all, and we're already there. And she, already, she only had like an eighth or a fucking quarter of the shit done. And I'm like more than halfway. She's like, I can't drink all this in time to go inside the game. Like, I don't want it no more. It's gross. It's like, ugh. And so uh, I was like, all right, let's go back to the car, drop them off, come back. So we do that. I'm still pounding mine. I finally fucking finished. Dude, I'm already drunk before we even walk in the fucking door. <laughs> and so I uh, throw my shit in the trash and we walk in. Now, today happened to be, if you don't know, a bobblehead day. But which bobblehead was it, James? Oh, thanks for asking. It was Hideo Nomo. But James, he doesn't play anymore. I, I know that. But, uh, you know, I guess he was a big deal in his day. I remember him as a, you know, as a youngster. I remember hearing about Nomo. He Jap I think it was Japanese or Korean. I don't fucking know. So as we walk in and there's like crates of these fucking things. And I'm like, ah, they're not going to run out. 
And so they hand us our bobbleheads. We walk in, and immediately, uh, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and stand for the national anthem. And so everyone just, it's weird. Like, everyone just freezes, right? And, and stops what they're doing, puts their hats over their heart and shit like that. I was like, what's going on? And so I figure, holy fuck, this is like, this is like the prison break where everyone's distracted and you can run out, you know? <laughs> so I'm like, all right, I'm going to go sneak back towards the entrance and get another bobblehead. That's what I'm going to do. And so uh, not to be so fucking obvious, I act like I'm taking a phone call and I kind of walk off to the side like by these trees, you know? Now, this performance of mine on the phone was so fucking great. It was so Oscar-worthy. My wife actually thought I was on the phone the whole time. <laughs> I convinced the one person that probably knows me better than anyone else. I would think, you know? I convinced her I was on the phone. That's how great my performance. All right, James, we get it. Stop, stop talking about yourself like that. You're so wonderful. All right. <laughs> so uh, there's a security guard nearby. And she's looking at the fucking, she's looking at the stadium, you know, and then, you know, peeking around, but doesn't really seem like she notices me. I'm like, fuck yeah, dude, I got it. I'm, I'm in. So, and the home of the babe. Ah. So I immediately begin to sneak over more in front of the line, and like, you know, behind the line of people. And the security guard comes up to me, and it's this little fat Mexican woman. She goes, Excuse me, sir, please come this way. And I was like, Uh oh. <laughs> and I go, What? And she goes, can I please have you move over here this way, please? James, why don't you sound like the the Nazi camp the camp Nazi when you went camping? Cause cause I only got one wetback woman voice, and that's it. Okay, it's gonna be for everybody. You don't like it? Then stop listening right now, cause that's all I got. I'm limited. I'm limited in my voices. So if you want a a Mexican lady, that's the voice you're gonna get. So she, <laughs> please sir, move along. And I go, oh, I just gotta get my bobblehead real quick. You already got yours, bobblehead, sir. She looks at me all mad. <laughs> and at that point, I'm like, fuck, the jig is up. I'm busted. There's nothing I can do. Nowhere to run. And I said, you're good. And she was like, I know I'm good. Now, please move along. <laughs> and you know what? I had to respect that. I wasn't mad. At first, I was like, what a fucking bitch. I'm like, you know what? No. No. She got you fair and square. Okay? She was on it. You, mis uh, you misread her. You thought she wasn't paying attention. She had your ass the whole time. You look like a dumbass with your fucking phone creeping closer. <laughs> and uh, you got popped. And after that, I told my wife, like, fuck. She didn't know what I was doing. And I tell her, I'll try to get a new one. She goes, oh, you look so obvious. And I was like, what do you mean? Uh, I'm just, you know, how? I'm not standing out. Because you're wearing a black hat and black shirt and dark jeans. <laughs> and everyone around you wearing blue shirts and Dodger stuff. And I was like, what does that mean? I look like a villain? She goes, yes, you're up to no good. <laughs> oh, that shit was funny. Anyway, so we go to our seats and they wound up being fucking great. But, uh, well, I'll tell you about that later. That's, uh, it's later on in the show. If you want to hear more about the Dodger game, you got to listen to the very end of the show. And so uh, let me just start out, leave off this, this topic here by saying, I don't think I'm ever going to go back to a Dodger game with my wife again. But James, that's so mean. No. It's just not the same as with the guys, okay? Apparently, we've never been to a game alone. Just two of us. And uh, and now I know why. <laughs> nah, it's just not fun. Just the complaining and shit. And, uh, you know, 
they can't appreciate the whole thing. So that's it for me. Cross that off my list. And uh, next time it's going to be with uh, Gas Boy or Monkey. <gasps> and that's that. James, why are you so into the Dodgers lately? I thought you weren't really into baseball. Oh, boy. Here we go. Thanks for that question because I know people are going to call me on maybe I jumped the bandwagon. Dodgers are in first place. And uh, you know what? You might be right. <laughs> but a part of me realized a while back that, you know, I, I mentioned on the show before that between the Dodgers and the Angels, I'd probably like to go to Angel games better. But I realize that's not true. Mainly because Lito is now a big Angel fan. And that bothers me. So now I got to say, fuck that. Now they remind me of like snobby OC assholes because of you, Lito. And now I can't, I can't get on board no more. I already feel like they were snobby when I go to the stadium, seeing all like the, uh, the, the primpy chicks with their fucking implants and their manicures and shit, which is not a bad sight, but there's something annoying about that. And I'm sure you can understand where I'm coming from, but the, just the simple fact that Lito is now on board or that I learned about that, you know, since I've met him. It's like, oh boy, <laughs> met him. Since we've reunited for this podcast. And uh, so after that, I was like, you know, I got a bad taste in my mouth. I'll stick with the fucking Dodgers. Besides that, all my buddies and shit like the Dodgers. So it just makes it easier. And uh, so, yeah, there you go. Call me a fucking uh, bandwagon asshole, you fucking cunt. Okay, I'll take it. But I do like going to the games. It's just more exciting now. You know what? You know what it is? I've always liked going to the games. It's just more exciting now because they're winning and people are into it. Like my friends and my fucking cousin, they're down to go. Because it's exciting. Like, fuck, they're doing good. Let's, let's go. Let's do it. And yeah, I guess you would call that bandwagon. But uh, you know what? I don't fucking know. What do you want, what do you want from me? All right, let's move on. <laughs> James, you never told people what you're drinking tonight. Oh, fuck, you're right. You know I'm bad at that? Thanks for reminding me. You know you're good for something? A lot of times I think you're just useless, but at times you do surprise me. Oh, thanks. Thanks, I guess. So I'm drinking tonight. You're not going to believe this. Let me take a drink first before I explain it to you. I'm out of beer. I drank all my, my 12-pack of bass this weekend. Take it back. Oktoberfest. Oktoberfest, people. It's back. I got a 12-pack as soon as I laid my fat eyeballs on it. I was like, oh! Oktoberfest is here. I'm going to get one. And so I did. And, uh, you know, that doesn't matter. Anyway, so I'm out of beer. I didn't think I was going to do a show tonight. It was spur of the fucking last second moment, whatever you want to call that. And all I had all I had in my house, well, I got some booze, but I'm not, I don't feel like drinking straight booze. So like a fag, I grabbed one of my wife's uh, strawberry limerita Bud Light fucking long ass night name, dude. Bud Light strawberry lime wait bud light lime strawberry margarita fuck i don't fucking know what it is i don't know lime margarita straw lime margarita whatever it's called james that's gay i know it's gay okay well here's what i did i got that fucking thing i put ice in a large tall glass and i poured like maybe 40 percent of tequila and then i poured that shit on top of it and you know what it still isn't good <laughs> So I had to add water. It's just too fucking sweet for me. I watered that shit down a bit. And then, you know, and now it's tolerable. And so there you go. Call me a fag. And you won't be wrong. I admit it. All right, next up. Oh, after the Dodger game, we went to Natalie's family's house. This is why I miss Lito's party. 
because they already told me about this fucking thing like a month ago. And I said, okay, I'm in. And so I'm sorry, Lito. All right. But I already made obligations beforehand and I can't be a flake, you know? So I stuck with that shit. You're not worth it anyway. And they're close to my house and you were far away. <laughs> anyway, so we go there and uh, the dude is his birthday and he's fucking loaded. And uh, he's a cool dude. Natalie's cousin. <laughs> and we started talking about some random shit. And um, birth control comes up. And so I'm like, you know what? I want to get fucking fixed. And I didn't know this guy was fixed. I had no clue. And he's like, do it. You got to do it. And I was like, you are? And he's like, yeah, dude, it was the best fucking thing I ever did. <laughs> he goes, I'd have like 50 kids by now. <laughs> and so anyways, here's, here's why I bring this up. I thought this was very interesting. I never knew this. He said, you're in and out in 20 minutes, okay? And they use a laser, a laser. And they cut open your balls and they do whatever they do and they, and they, they laser beam it back up. I don't know what the fuck happened. I don't know. That's what he says. And you're in and out and it's, it's no big deal. And he says the next day, okay, I talked to another guy, one of these tattoo artists I had one time. We were fucking, you know that shit. You're sitting in the chair. So, uh, where are you from? That kind of bullshit talk, right? Anyways, so we, we steered the conversation more interesting. And uh, it turns out he had a bisectomy. And I asked him some questions about it. And he said it, it, it felt like he had kicked in the fucking balls for three days afterwards. Like he couldn't do anything. You know, he was all fucked up, in pain. And like I said, you got kicked in the balls. Oh, my God. That's the worst feeling. For three days, I thought that that was horrible. I was like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> That just kind of scared me out of doing it. Not really scared me, but just, you know, like the dentist. You don't want to go. You keep putting it off. Like, ah, fuck it. You just don't want to deal with that shit. So I guess I've been kind of a pussy, but <clears throat> the guy the guy swears I should do it. It's the best thing. And so I'm, I'm really fucking considering. Oh, because he said the next day he was snowboarding. Okay? This motherfucker. He got his visectomy, and the next day he's up in the mountains snowboarding. <laughs> Either this guy's a manly motherfucker or he went to the right doctor. That's all I'm going to say. And if so, I got to go to that guy. Not the, not the ball-kicking guy. All right? Not the three days of, of ball torture. I don't need that shit. And so I, I asked him if, he, uh, if, if anything comes out when he blows a load. Because I've been curious about that. I couldn't ask my tattoo artist guy because, you know, I don't really know him too well. <laughs> it's kind of a weird question. And the guy told me that, you know, same feelings. Of course, I would already know that. But there's a little bit of fluid comes out, but not the, not the boys, obviously. But fluid does come out, according to this guy. So, there you go. You all can write that in your diaries tonight. <laughs> okay, here we go. Oh, how about a lone wolf, gay or nay? Yay! There's a tingle in my butthole! Nay! I'm manly! Gay or nay, gay or nay, gay or nay. This is gay, gay or, or nay. nay. Okay. If you are a new listener, which I highly doubt, but uh, <laughs> if you are, gay or nay is a segment in which I present you a scenario. And based on that scenario and the actions presented in the individual, in this case, me, you determine whether it is gay or nay. <laughs> And since I'm the lone wolf tonight, I think I'm going to be the one saying whether I'm gay or nay. But James, you're biased. I know, but I will give you a 
fair and accurate assessment, okay? Here we go. So the other night, I was at Frisco's. Gay. Hey, relax. That's not that gay. Frisco's, by the way, is a 50s diner joint. And this spot over here has the... And they, they, they advertise it, and they're fucking right. The coldest beer in town. Holy shit, dude. It's so fucking cold and wonderful. They even have, like, their temperature up. You know, there's, like, a sign saying what the temperature is. And it's, like, at... Uh, fucking A, what is it? Like 30, uh, 31 degrees or some shit. That might be wrong. I don't fucking know. It, it's cold. <laughs> anyway, so uh, me and Gasplay are there. And we're having a few beers. Chatting amongst ourselves. And so uh, after a while, I got to go to, to the pee-pee room. Yeah, that's me. The small bladder guy. So I go to the bathroom. And while I'm in the bathroom, emptying my bladder, what song do I hear that comes on? Over the intercom in the bathroom, boys and girls. None other than Shania Twain's From This Moment. <laughs> now, here's the gay or nay. I know what you're thinking already. I know. You're going gay. You're probably going to be right because the gay or nay scenario is I actually waited in the bathroom longer than I had to to hear the song. <laughs> Oh, man. You know what? I, yeah, I don't care. It's a good fucking song. It's a good song. That chick has a good fucking voice. And, oh, she's hot as fuck. Oh, my God. Oof. Now, I don't know about nowadays, but in that time, I had a big crush on her. And I'm going to tell you something. I'm just going to pull up this video here. I already started watching it, to be honest with you. I said, pause for a second. So I made sure that the name of the song was correct. And, oh, my God. Oh, Shania. It's good. She's walking down a hallway. She's got a super tight dress on. Forming her body. And she's got this, uh, I don't know what she's got a dot in her forehead. She's not really a Hindu chick. She's got her hair all slicked back. Oh my gosh, she's hot as fuck. She keeps touching herself. But not like in a... Not like in a Madonna, I'm a whore type way, but a, a sensual, like, loving way. <laughs> She's got this flowing uh, thing over her shoulders. Ugh. I'm telling you, I'm going to post this video. I can watch this shit all fucking night. <laughs> all I'm telling you is I hadn't heard that song in a long time. I heard it come on the radio in the bathroom. And I was like, oh, shit, I remember this song. And I used to like it as a youngster. It's just a good fucking song. Call me a homo all you want. It's true. It's a good song. It's uh, it's very, uh, you know, it's just got all the fucking right chords. Hits you the right way. So, I'm, you know, I'm going to answer my own question, which, of course, I'm going to. Because I'm alone. Uh, it's gay. <laughs> it's pretty gay. <clears throat> if it was like a cool song. Like a cool, uh, you know, a cool rock song or something. Like, oh man, I've heard that shit a fucking long time. I'm gonna listen to the rest of it real quick. But no, the worst part is I'm I'm uh, standing there after I wash my hands. I'm standing there for like a minute, and some dude walks in <laughs> unexpectedly, and he just sees me standing there, and it's like, uh, how you doing? <laughs> and I immediately leave. But I would have listened to the whole song, but he 
he cut my shit short. You know, he uh, he cock blocked me. <laughs> uh, kind of. All right. So uh, yeah, gay, for sure, without a doubt. I just thought that'd be funny to tell you, fags. Oh, speaking of gay, guess what I saw today? It, it's really fucking awesomely funny. <laughs> so I'm doing some work on this apartment complex, and you know I'm. I, I, I'm not very noticeable where I'm at. I'm low to the ground. That's a hint to all you that are trying to figure out what I do for a living. I'm low to the ground. And so you wouldn't see me right away. So this guy, he comes out of his apartment. His apartment. And he starts skipping. (laughs) Like a little fancy pants. Like a fruity pants. Starts skipping. Real quick. Like he he runs out of his house. Skip, 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 skip. And he sees me. But I haven't locked eyes with him yet. But I know he sees me because his head was in my direction. And I turn real quick. And it's a hardcore gangster motherfucker, all right? I'm talking the the bald head, the little mustache. Okay, the long white shirt. (laughs) Probably the Dickies or whatever the fuck they are. Maybe Nah, they were long shorts with this Nike Cortez. I don't know. Maybe he wasn't wearing Nike Cortez. But, uh, you know, typical gangster shoes. And the dude looks... He just transforms completely to Mr. Hard-Ass Motherfucker, like, bouncing his fucking head with his eyes all squinted and shit. (laughs) It was the funniest thing, dude. It was fucking... I I was laughing for a while after that. At this hardcore. And he walks back towards his place after, like, 10 minutes and looks at me again, all hard-ass, fucking all cool and shit. And I just go, like, you know, I do that head thing, like, hey, what's up? (laughs) Because, you know, I'm from the streets. I know. I know a thing about a thing or two. <laughs> Not really. But that was fucking awesome. On a related note, more of uh, my run-ins with weirdos while I'm working. I was in this alley yesterday. And on the corner... Oh, sorry. Not on the corner. Across the street from this alley. and Not really. The other side of the fucking alley. Whatever. There's, there was two guys sitting, sitting on the ground. And they're drinking some 40s. <laughs> And it was a Mexican guy and a black guy, both in their both middle aged dudes. And uh, the black guy goes, "Hey, what's up, man? It's okay. How you doing?" And I know I, I know I said I wouldn't say how you doing no more in the last show, but it's a habit, and I'm trying to break it. And right when I said, it, I'm like, "Fuck, why did I say that?" But he goes, "All right, all right, all right. Hey, man, that seemed like a cool job, man." And I was like, "Yeah, it's a cool job. It's got its moments." And the Mexican guy goes, "Hey, man." Like, we work too, you know, but, you know, we we also like to fuck around, eh? You know? <laughs> Referring to his drinking. I guess he had, he felt some kind of reason to uh, to explain his situation. Like, they're not some kind of bum. <laughs> but they work, and right now they're just having a drink. And I was like, hey, that's cool, man. Yeah, I do this. I'm the same way. I understand that. He was like, all right, cool, cool. And I keep walking, and the black guy goes, hey, you look like a Bud Light, man. Am I right? And I look at him, I was like, what? Bud Light, huh? He goes, yeah, man, you look like you were Bud Light, man. And I say, no, I actually, uh, I love the dark stuff. <laughs> and as soon as I said that, I was like, this is fucking awesome. I just I like the dark stuff to a black guy. Yes! It was fucking great. And he, and, uh, he goes, <laughs> all right. But the best part is, and I kind of I kind of said to myself afterwards, like, why did you say that, dummy? You don't know this guy. 
so once again i say uh i go yeah no i love the black stuff and he goes oh and i go I th- i'm sure you've heard that a few times in your life <laughs> now once again i reached this level in my head in my head where i'm the coolest motherfucker because i just said that to a black guy that i don't know you know a street black guy he looked kind of rough I was so fucking like, yeah, I was so proud of myself. But it wasn't anything close to the other time. I've told you before. Let me uh, remind you the time that my Nazi neighbor was walking by when I got home from work and I put my window shades in. And he said, oh, you put those shades in your car, huh? And I said, yeah, if I don't do that, my car will be hot as an oven. (laughs) Oh, man, that's my finest moment, I think. That's pretty fucking good. You have to admit it. All right? You have to admit that's one of the all-time, like, bucket list things, right? To tell a Nazi that. Come on. Give it to me. I'll, I'll, I'm going to pause and take a drink so you can applause, applaud me and commend me. And uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm still going to take a drink, though. Uh, all right. Oh, oh, guess what's next, boys and girls? It's time for Danger Updates. You like that? (laughs) It's my revised version of Danger Updates. All right. Last week, I talked about... Let me get my fancy phone out. I talked about baby names, right? And how there's a lot of horrible ones going on. And uh, and yeah, these fucking uh, uh, Northwest... All this shit, right? So listen to this one. This is a story about baby names. One baby in particular. This is a real case. It was in court. A judge in Tennessee. Tennessee! Ordered that his seven-month-old baby have its name changed. But James, what's the name It was? it's having changed? I'm glad you asked. The baby was named... <laughs> And yes, dude, it's a black baby, okay? Just in case you're wondering, I know you will be as soon as you hear the name. It's a black baby. The parents named this baby Messiah. (laughs) Oh, man. So the judge, they went to court fighting for the last name because, yes, I said it's a black family and there's problems with the, you know, the mother and father not being together. Oh, James, don't go there. Well, okay. Right? Forgive me. So they went, they actually went there to battle for the last name, you know? I, I think the mom wanted, they didn't want the father's name because the father wasn't involved or some shit like that. I don't know. And the father was like, no, I want the baby's name to be my name. Whatever it's going to be. So the, the judge is talking to them, asking them questions like, oh, what's the baby's first name? And they say Messiah. And then the judge goes like, what the fuck? I'm sure she didn't say that, but she went, order in the court. <laughs> It's a woman, and she said that she is, and I don't know they can do this, okay? This sounds fucking retarded to me. She says, I'm ordering the baby's name to be changed from Messiah to Martin. (laughs) How can a judge tell you what your kid's name is going to be? This is what she says, and this is a quote. The word Messiah is a title And it's a title that has only been earned by one person. And that one person is Jesus Christ, the judge said. Oh, 
first of all, there's so many problems I've got with this story. What happened to uh, separation of church and state? You know, how can she fucking say, you know, just because you believe in Jesus Christ, lady, doesn't mean everyone else does, okay? But James, you have to swear in the Bible when you're in court. Fuck! That's a good point. Why do they do that? I don't know. But uh, I think it's, um, if a judge, okay, here's my question. And I'm, I'm just asking whoever's listening, <laughs> which I won't get a response, but uh, I'll, I'll pose the question anyhow. Is it the judge's responsibility to, I guess it is, right? To, to order the way she sees fit in her fucking head? You know, if she believes in Jesus, so this is her fucking belief, so she can order that? Or no, nah, doesn't she have to abide by the fucking law? Yeah, right? What am I even questioning that for? You can't fucking do that. There's no law saying you can't be named Messiah, right? Go fuck yourself, lady judge. Tennessee lady bitch. <laughs> the Honorable Judge Cunt now uh, approaching the bench. Now residing, whatever they say. Uh, yeah, so anyway. But yeah, but, but yeah, also, fuck you, mom. Not my mom. The, the mom that, that uh, named her kid Messiah. Ugh. I get you. You know, you have the freedom to do so. I would imagine, but uh, that's still a that's still a bitch move, Messiah. What a come on. And hey, Judge, while we're on this subject, uh, it's only been earned by one person, and that one person is Jesus Christ. What about all these Mexicans? Yeah, I'm a Mexican. Half, so I can say that. All these Mexicans that named their kid Jesus. Oh, it's not Jesus. It's Jesus. Same fucking difference, all right? Judge. How about that? Do you uh, overturn those names? You dumb fucking bitch. Oh, Messiah. No. Jesus, that's fine. <laughs> they just say it differently. I can say it a different name. How about Jesus? How about that? Jesus. It's not Jesus. It's Jesus. Oh, Messiah? No. It's Messiah. Yeah, Messiah. How about that, dummy? James, you're just, you're just angry. You make, not making much sense. You're not making a strong case for yourself. All right. All right. But now, you know what? I, you know what? I've been inspired by this whole thing. But James, what do you mean? What are you, you, you going to do? You're not going to do anything. I, I'm, you're probably right. But what, I'm, <laughs> what I would like to do is have another kid, a boy, and I, I want to name him God. All right? Can you imagine my son named God? <laughs> I already had the idea of of, uh, of naming my kid Master. So if the, the kid's ever in class and the teacher asks, What's uh, two plus two, children? My kid raises his hand. Yes, Master. Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that be... No, that wasn't it. Oh, I'm wrong. It wasn't Master. It was Milord. Close. Milord. Yes, Milord. That's what it'd be, me lord. So it wouldn't be my lord, you know? It's like their British style. Yes, my lord. But, uh, <laughs> so it'd be like, oh, um, what's your name? What's your name, child? My name's my lord. Okay. What's two plus two, children? Yes, my lord. <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah, fuck the master thing. Scratch that one. My lord. But what if it was God? Hello, God. God, can I have a word with you, please? That would be so fucking funny. 
Anyway, so that's that. All right. Make up your own fucking mind. I think this judge is an asshole. Okay, that mom's a stupid asshole too, but uh, she's not breaking the fucking laws. You know, you can't be telling people what they can, can't name their kids. Let the kid change it on his own when he's older if he hates it. Uh, what if he is the real Jesus? What if he's come back? What if he's Jesus reborn? That'd be something. But now his name is Martin, so... <laughs> it's not as epic, right? All right. Uh, next up here on Danger Updates, I discussed sharks last week. And oh boy, I got a story to tell you. Involving sharks. This is a good one, people. Now, uh, I like World War II. But yeah, a lot of people died. Okay, I don't like that part of it. I just, I'm fascinated by World War II. I don't know a bunch of facts about it, okay? I'm not going to be throwing fucking dates at you on casual conversation. Uh, I know it's 39 to 45. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> U.S. got involved in 41. Pearl Harbor. I know that. James, who cares what you know? Just move along with your story. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. So here's the story. There's a lot of shit that I've, throughout my years, a lot of shit has come out, like little fucking stories in World War II that aren't very well known, aren't very popular. And this is another one. I would imagine, I've never heard of it. I've never heard anyone ever talk about it. I found this shit on the internet. Get a load of this one. It has to do with sharks. 1945, near Guam. Don't know the month, but uh, a, a ship called the SS Indianapolis. Were all ships named after states? It's, uh, it's off topic. So uh, it's, it's swimming. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> it's uh, floating, whatever you fucking call it. It's going in the ocean towards... Uh, where were they going? Fuck. Probably should have known that. I don't know. I'm bad with I'm bad with geography too, so I can't tell you where Guam is. They're probably were they going towards Japan? I don't fucking know. I'm gonna say Japan. They're gonna blow those fuckers up. And so they're uh, they're floating in their water. They're driving. I don't know. Driving? What do you call a boat in the water? Boating? <laughs> Dumbass. So, anyways. Apparently, there's a lot of fucking scandal involved with this story. Uh, I'm not going to get into all that, but but they were going straight when you should be zigzagging. Uh, you know, I don't know. So that so they can't pick up your, your trail right away? Whatever, dude. But a, a submarine was nearby. They fired missiles, torpedoes at this SS Indianapolis, and they wound up fucking it up, dude. It just, it just they blew the shit out of this goddamn thing where it capsized in no time. Now, there were 1,200 men on board, nearly 1,200 men. That's a big fuck. That's a lot of guys, dude. A crew of 1,200 people on this fucking ship. It's a battleship. And by the time the thing got hit and the people that were able to get out, there was 900 that escaped. So right off the bat, 300 are fucking dead. They either, either got hurt in the blast, drowned, couldn't get out. You know what I mean? So 900 are out. Now, this shit happens so quick, they can only get like a limited fucking number of rafts out in the ocean. Now, they're dead in the fucking ocean, okay? I mean dead like they're out in the middle of nowhere in the ocean. They got a few rafts out, just a few. 
the rest of the dudes are just floating out there with their fucking vests on, right? Now, that is what I have t- talked about in the past as a scary fucking idea. Floating in the water, out in the ocean. Oh, no. It gives me the chills just thinking about it. Fuck that. And here's why. Those guys were out there for five days. Floating. Okay? I'm going to say those guys as in whoever was fucking left. Because the shark attack started pretty soon after the fucking thing went down. Can you imagine that? Floating. Your ship goes down. There's, there's only so many rafts. Your ass has to be floating in the fucking water. Next thing you know. I mean, I'm sure people are hurt. The blood's in the fucking water. You know? Sharks, it's, not, it's no time before they're there. And uh, apparently they just started being, they started taking the guys down one by one. Oh my God. Imagine, imagine being there, floating out there in the fucking ocean. And just seeing your buddies being taken down. Oh, and seeing those fins swimming around you. I'm telling you, fuck these sharks. Oh, the great white are endangered. Oh, yeah, well, good. Get rid of all of them. <laughs> Who gives a shit? Get rid of them. Oh, but they're beautiful. They're killing machines. Oh, yeah. All right. They're so beautiful. Great. <laughs> anyway, so 900 dudes are in the fucking water. Five days go by. Somehow, someone fucking finds them. Only 317 survived. You're talking about close to 600 dudes being fucking eaten alive by sharks. Ugh. That's a fucking horror movie right there. Okay? Forget about open water. There's that couple floating around, which is terrifying as fuck to begin with. Matt, dude, they should make a movie about that. 600 dudes just floating there. You see all the fucking dudes going down. Ugh, it's rough. But, uh, you know, believe it or not, that story can be topped. No way, James, you're lying. I don't lie. (laughs) It's only sometimes. Get a little of this one. Also, World War II. Now, this is going to be, I'm going to read this shit, okay? Because I think it's worth reading. I don't want to fuck it up. So bear with me. But it's great. Great, I mean, interesting. It's not, (laughs) it's not great like, oh, that's what's wonderful. Just listen to this. So the British attacked a Japanese island fortress called Ramri. Ram Ramri in Burma, nineteen forty-five. Same year. A thousand Japanese soldiers fled to the mangrove swamps. All right, they were over. They were overtaken, or you know, they they saw their end coming. So they said, fuck it, we're out of here. <laughs> so they go to the swamps. Now, these swamps are waist high. Now, to begin with, they're full of poisonous spiders, scorpions, snakes, not to mention crocodiles. It turns out this is a nesting area for crocodiles, this swamp that they started going into. Thousands of crocs, okay? Thousands of crocodiles in this little area here. I don't, I'm going to say it's little. I don't fucking know. In this area. Apparently, they had to make like um, like a day's journey to get from that island to the next place through the swamp. 
So it says, in the rotting jungles of Burma, World War II took on a primal kind of savagery that has seldom been witnessed in modern time. The Burmese mangrove swamps of Ramri, filled with every kind of lethal creature and disease, became the enemy as much as any man armed with a weapon. And while this killing ground became a special kind of hell, what took place in that mangrove swamp on 19 February 1945 rivals any of the legends that took place in the shark-infested waters of the Pacific. The story I just talked about. During February of 1945, the British launched a massive attack against the Japanese presence in southern Burma. As part of the attack, the heavily defended island fortress of Ramri was assaulted and ultimately outflanked by Royal Marines. Realizing they were cut off, the commander of the Japanese garrison ordered his force of between 900 and 1,000 Imperial Infantry soldiers to retreat approximately 10 miles through the mangrove swamps in an effort to sync up with a larger defensive force. 10 miles through that fucking swamp, dude. 10 miles. Ugh. The breakout was ordered at dusk on 19th of February, but as the Japanese made their move, they were subjected to immediate and effective harassing fire from British air, ground, and sea units. Desperate to make their escape and suffering substantial casualties as they fled, the Japanese force slipped away on foot into the ominous darkness of the mangrove swamp. Dark and infested with scorpions, poisonous spiders, and snakes, leeches, and every kind of stinging insect, the force continued through the waist-high water of the mangroves. Harassed by continuous art artillery fire, the Japanese marched through the night using the darkness and the dense mangroves as cover. As the force descended deeper into the swamp, the British, the British sitting off the island in their patrol boats began to hear screams. It lasted all night. These were not the cries of wounded men. Instead, they were the guttural screams of terror. As legend now has it, the retreating force of men were descended upon by saltwater crocodiles that averaged 15 feet in length. Oh, fuck the humanity! The mangroves were the nesting grounds of these giants, and it was reported that there were thousands of them in nearby area at this time. Drawn by the noise and thrashing of the retreating infantry, the crocodiles took one man after another. The wounded Japanese had no hope of getting out. British naturalist Bruce Wright, attached to a Royal Marine Division, made the following notes of what he witnessed. That night was the most horrible that any member of the ML Marine Launch crews ever experienced. The crocodiles, alerted by the din of warfare and the smell of blood, gathered among the mangroves, lying with their eyes above water. Watchfully alert for the next meal, with the ebb of the tide, the crocodiles moved in on the dead, wounded, and uninjured men who had become mired in the mud. The scattered rifle shots in the pitch-black swamp, punctured by the screams of wounded men, crushed in the jaws of huge reptiles, and the blurred whirring sound of spinning crocodiles made a cacophony of hell that has rarely been duplicated on Earth. At dawn, the vultures arrived to clean up what the crocodiles had left. Of about 1,000 Japanese soldiers that entered the swamps of Ramri, only about 20 were found alive. 20 out of 1,000. Jesus Christ. Can you imagine that shit? Okay, forget the shark scenario. That's scary as fuck by itself. Imagine this. 
You're walking in the fucking swamp. First of all, there's bullets flying at you, okay? There's bullets flying at you from the British. They're just shooting in the goddamn swamps, hoping to get you. On top of that, it's dark as fuck, okay? You're waist deep in water. There's probably leeches all over you. As the movie Stand By Me has taught. <laughs> you got snakes probably slithering past you. Maybe even fucking biting you. I don't know what they do. I don't know if they're uh, constrictors or biters. Whatever. <sighs> you can't really see shit. You know, you're just trudging along through all this mess. Getting fucking bit by bugs. All this shit around you. Bullets still flying. You probably hear guys getting hit. And on top of that, you start hearing terrifying fucking screams as men are being pulled into the water by crocodiles. That is the most horrific thing I can ever fucking imagine. Put yourself in those people's shoes, all right? It's one thing, if you're... Now, I'm not trying to be say I'm better than you. <laughs> but uh, a lot of times, I'm able to put myself in people's shoes and just try to imagine it. And that scares the fuck out of me. It's one thing to read it. Like, well, that's pretty crazy, bro. But think about if you're those dudes, all right? Say you and your buddies, all right? Because they're all friends, right? You, you hang out with these guys. You're fighting alongside them. You have that one... You know, You have that... That hardcore bond. So it's your, it's your friends, dude. It's it's pretty much your fucking best friends now. Because the war's been going on for years, you know? These are your best friends. You're walking in the fucking swamp. And all you do is you, you hear them getting killed beside you. Oh, my God. It's horrible. It's fucking horrible. That's probably like the worst thing you could ever imagine. Besides watching like your woman and your kids get raped. That's pretty bad too. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh man. But uh, fuck that. Anyway. On to uh, lighter stuff. <laughs> oh, you know what? Those 20 dudes that came out. Those are the baddest motherfuckers ever, right? I know, right? Like those guys that came out of that. Jesus Christ. You should... If you were the British... And you caught those 20 dudes that came out, I would just fucking release them. Like, all right, you know what? Fuck it. I'm not going to take you prisoner. Good, just go home, dude. You've earned it. Just get out of here. You've got that story now for the rest of your fucking life. Nothing else is going to top it. That was the climax of the shit your life could get. Everything else is going to be great from now on. You've earned your life from now on. From this point, go and, uh, and be happy. And I respect the fuck out of you. You're out of here. <laughs> Later. Oh, boy. All right. Next up, I got... Uh, oh, man. I wanted to do this little uh, segment. Last time, I, I read some uh, some songs, the 500 best songs. So I've been thinking about different songs. And this one thought... I heard the song on the radio the other day. And I was like, well, this song is like a fucking pedophile song. You know? It's, it just seems very inappropriate, but yet it's a hit. And so I wanted to go through a few of these songs with you now. See if you know these songs. These are very inappropriate. But at the time, I mean, they, they, most of these are fucking hits. Like, big hits. 
a lot of them are old. So what, like what, 30, 40 years ago? Was it okay to, uh, to, to fuck 16-year-old girls? I think maybe it, w- maybe it was, right? But some of these are from like the 80s or even 90s, and they're still like hit songs. I don't, <laughs> I don't get it. Here's one. Uh, well, first of all, the obvious one. Uh, Neil Diamond, Girl, You'll Be a Woman Soon. You know that song. They play that song on Pulp Fiction. Uh, right when she snorts all that coke, or the heroin, sorry. She thinks it's coke. Girl, ding, ding, ding. You'll be a woman soon. Neil Diamond. Sweet Caroline. Beep, beep, beep. Your times never seem so good. Yeah. <laughs> soon you'll need a man. You hear that? Girl, you'll be a woman soon. Soon you'll need a man. I don't know, man. I don't know. That's a little creepy. But uh, it gets worse, people. Uh, How about this one? (laughs) How about Johnny Burnett? You're 16, you're beautiful, and you're mine. You know that song, right? Oldies. You're 16. You're beautiful and you're mine. <laughs> yeah. So uh, here's the lyrics. You come on like a dream. Peaches and cream. Lips like strawberry wine. You're 16. Doobie-doo. You're beautiful. Doobie-doo. And you're mine. You come off like a dream. Peaches and cream. Lips like strawberry wine. <laughs> oh, man. You're 16. You're beautiful in your mind. Oh, boy. But James, what if the guy writing the song, what if he's 15? Hmm. That's a good point. But still creepy. <laughs> no. It's an older guy singing this fucking song. All right? So, uh, squash that one. Oh, this one's even worse. Gary Puckett and the Union Gap. That's already a dirty name, right? I'm Gary Puckett. That's the Union Gap. <laughs> We're going to play you some songs. It's called Young Girl. Now, this is a famous song. You, Of course, you don't know what the fuck... Because I don't know what it was either. But James, you're not better than us. Yeah, you're right. Maybe you do know it. Uh, it's it's called Young Girl by Gary Puckett and the Union Gap. And I didn't know what it was at first until I started... So I actually played the video. And it's that one song. Young girl, get out of my mind. My love for you is way out of line. You better run, girl. You're much too young, girl. You know what? A lot of you guys might be too young for that shit, but uh, I knew that song. Maybe I should play some of these songs, huh? That's probably a good idea. Hey, dumbass, you're playing these pedophile songs. Why don't you play some clips? (laughs) All right. You asked for it. Hold on. All right, here's the Neil Diamond uh, Girl, You'll Be a Woman Soon, but I believe this is a re or a cover by the band they featured on Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Alright, that's enough of that shit. Alright, next one we got here. I just passed it. Uh, you're 16, you're beautiful, and you're mine. What an oldie, but a goodie. <laughs> Ooh, you come on like a dream. 
peaches and cream, lips like strawberry wine. You're 16. Double up. You're beautiful. You're all ribbons and curls. Oh, what a girl. Eyes that twinkle and shine. You're 16. Pedophile. You're beautiful. Pedophile. And you're mine. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's see next up uh, oh okay the Gary Puckett and a Union Gap Young Girl Just a baby in disguise And though you know that it's wrong to be alone with me That come on look is in your eyes Alright, whoa, 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 whoa Is what I should be saying to you, buddy did you hear those lyrics? <laughs> uh, beneath your perfume and makeup, you're just a baby in disguise. And though you know that it's wrong to be alone with me, that come on look is in your eyes. Ugh. Come on, dude. This was a fucking hit. People ate this shit up. I don't know, man. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, let's move along here. Okay, we got two more. This one is really fucking bad. <laughs> I'm not going to play a clip because I don't want to fucking download this song. I'll download those other songs. But uh, this one, uh, I don't want it to be. In... Those other songs I actually don't mind listening to. <laughs> but I don't want no Kiss songs on my fucking. Uh... This is Kiss called Christine 16. This one is just the creepiest one, I believe. Not really. The last one is the creepiest one, but for a different reason. This one's just straight up creepy. Kiss Christine 16. Here's the lyrics. She drives me crazy. I want to give her all I've got. You hear that? I want to give her all I've got. He wants to put it all the way up inside of her. That's basically what he's saying, boys and girls. <laughs> and she's hot every day and night. There is no doubt about it. Christine 16. Christine 16. I don't usually say... Oh, I think he talks in this part of the song. I don't usually say things like this to girls your age. But when I saw you coming out of the school that day, that day I knew, I knew, I've got to have you. I've got to have you. <laughs> she's been around, but she's young and clean. I've got to have her, can't live without her. Woo, no, Christine 16, Christine 16. Oh, boy, that is just horrible. Kiss, the fuck out of here. All right, <laughs> here's the last one. The reason I picked this one is because I think it's fucking hilarious. It's uh, Benny Mardona's Into the Night. And I've, I tried to get the... the dude, <laughs> I tried to get a Violet Sun to cover the song, but they didn't know what I was talking about. They're too young. Uh, the one that goes, She's just 16 years old. Leave her alone. Just play the fucking clip, asshole. Okay, okay, hold on. She's just 16 
like, this dude's talking a big game. I'm going to show you love that you've never seen, that you've ever seen. <laughs> oh, she's just 16. Leave her alone, they say. So this guy's being, this, okay, hold on. This is even creepier, right? He's being warned. Hey, dude, leave her alone. But he's not listening. He's, she's pursuing this, all right? The other guys are just, the other songs are, you know, talking about this chick. And, you know, but this guy, he's, he's, he's acknowledging that he's being told to leave her alone. <laughs> Far more creepier, if you ask me. But the thing I really wanted to get to on this song is the ending where he screams like he's being murdered. <laughs> he, this, okay, this is what's so weird to me, this song. First of all, he's been told to leave the chick alone, but he's, you know, he's not giving up. He's still going to pursue her. But the ending, he's so passionate about wanting to fuck this 16-year-old that he starts screaming like a maniac at the end, okay? You've got to hear this. It's fucking hilarious. And uh, my dad always makes fun of it. He's always <laughs> he's just like, Ugh. it sounds like he's getting stabbed to death. And he really fucking does. And so every time I hear this song, I like this. Song. It's a good song, okay? Call me a fag. Fag. All right. Uh, the guy's got a great voice, but at the end, I think it's so funny. I've never been so passionate about something in my life where I'd be screaming like that over and over again. And uh, just check it out. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> oh man, that was, that was made me so happy. Fucking weirdo. <laughs> All right, let's close this shit out now with uh. Oh, one more thing, real quick to to end that. So I read this the thing on the internet, and this dude made this little comment. You know the fucking internet. He said in regards to all these songs, because, uh, you know, I, I added a lot of these songs, but I typed in like perverted songs and a, like the Kiss one I never knew about. And then the Gary Puckett one. So those two I got from there. But this guy wrote this uh, thing. Attractions to 16 year olds is not pedophilia. Pedophilia is prepubescent girls. Every man in the world is attracted to a 16 year olds. Face the facts, people. <laughs> I gotta tell you that I disagree with you, sir. You know, there are some sixteen-year-old uh, <clears throat> girls that just—oh man, this—it's just—it's just creepy to even acknowledge that. Um, a lot of them are fucking just too young looking. Let's say they have, let's say they develop breasts, okay, and they got a figure on them. Still, they just look too young, and it's—it's it's creepy. So no, no asshole. Not every man in the world. It's attracted to 16-year-olds, okay, fuckhead? Get out of here with that shit. Anyway, <laughs> let's close the shit out with... I fancy that. It's beautiful. beautiful. It's wonderful. wonderful. It's... I fancy that. Fancy. Oh, fancy times. Okay, this one's going to be probably the most innocent and fancy... That I've ever done. 
honestly, uh, something happened recently, and it was very, I'm going to say sweet. <laughs> uh, it was just, it was fucking great. And I, I have to, I have to document it on this gay show. And like I said, most of the time, trying to be an asshole and trying to make the shit fucking weird and comical and all that. But this was just flat out fucking uh, charming and sweet. And I just got to share it. All right, James, just spit it out already. Okay, I'm sorry. Even though I know you don't spit. Oh! That was a nice chip. Well, go fuck yourself. All right, what I want to fancy is my son. He's three years old. Cute little fucking precious little angel boy, okay? Coolest fucking boy of all time. Great kid. Easy kid. Likes to have fun. Likes fucking laughing and shit. Just the greatest little boy, right? So he just started preschool and he's always, well, cause he's got his sister who's older than him and she's always talking about her friends at school, right? Oh, my friends at school, my friend, my friend, this and that, my friend, fucking uh, whoever her name is, my friend, uh, Alex, what, what the fuck? And so he's always like trying to be the same, like, oh, my friend, my friend, uh, Ryan, who's, who's monkey boy. <gasps> Monkey's uh, son, who's his cousin. And my, my daughter is always quick to it. No, that's not your friend. That's your cousin. <laughs> and he's always like, it's my friend. Daddy, is my friend? And it's like, nah, he's your cousin. But he's your friend too. Okay. So he finally goes to uh, preschool. This happened uh, two days ago. Wait, what's today? Tuesday? Ah, today's only fucking Tuesday. So it went yesterday. And I'm at work, and my wife's car took a shit, her radiator. And so, I, anyway, they had, we had it replaced. And so I call her to uh, find out how, how the, the shit's going on with the car. And she's like, oh, here's, here's Jacob. He went to school. He's excited. He wants to talk to you. So I'm like, all right. So here's, here's the fucking, I know, I know, I'm long-winded. Here's uh, the fancy. I talked to my boy. I was like, hey, buddy, how's it going? How was school? Good. Did you have fun? Yes, Daddy. What? I have friends. Oh, my God. It was so fucking cute, dude. I also kind of wanted to like... No, I didn't want to cry. Okay, but it was very touching. The fact that, you know, he sees... You know, where's where's Daddy? He's with his friends. Where's Mommy? She's with her friends. Jasmine's talking about her friends at school. So the kid hears people with their friends, and he doesn't have any fucking friends. So the fact that he, you know, hangs out with these kids, kids at school, he was so excited to tell me that he has friends. And I was like, God damn, that's fucking, that made me, I don't know, dude, it's a, it's a father. You know, if you don't, if you don't have kids, you're going to be like this fucking guy, man. But if you do, you understand what I'm talking about. And you know, I'm not, I'm not talking down to you. If you don't have kids, you don't understand it because you don't have fucking kids, you asshole. No, I'm just saying just the simple fact of the, how innocent it was, dude, that just, just the pure joy that this kid says now that he has friends. It's a fucking beautiful thing. It's very pure, innocent, and beautiful. And uh, there's nothing more that you can fancy, in my opinion. Right? <laughs> That's the most pure fancy I've ever given. And you know what? My boy having friends, and he's excited about it. I fancy that. All right. 
And now it's time for the darker side of life. <laughs> it's time for the fuck you moment. And here we go. Fuck you! Ooh, yes. Okay. I told you earlier. I told you earlier. I warned you. Oh, fuck. Hold on real quick. All right. I, you know, I get, I get paranoid. I, I, I want to save this shit every now and then because I'm, I'm my, one of my biggest fears is recording this fucking show and then the power goes out and I lose everything. So <laughs> it hasn't happened yet, but uh, I don't want it to be all in vain. So I had to save it. And I, you know, I try to save it every fucking time I stop it, but yeah, I forgot. All right. I told you earlier that I would tell you more about the Dodger game. Now, now I, I'm sorry to say it has to spill over into my fuck you moment. Okay. Because, uh, you know, I, I enjoy going to the games, like I told you. It's fun. It's a good time. But I did swear. I swore years ago I would never go to another day game. It was miserable in the, in the sun. So I said, fuck it. I'm not doing that shit ever again. If I'm ever going back, it's going to be a night game. And that's that. And so this time, Gas Boy, he has a, he has a you know, he has a guy, a ticket guy. You know, the guy, uh, he actually texted me like, hey, I got these tickets. I can't make it. Do you want to buy them? And they weren't cheap, people. Okay? Like I said, they were field level. Dodgers are in first place. I don't know if that fucking matters. Does the ticket price change? I don't know. But uh, they weren't cheap. I didn't pay full price, but still. <laughs> but the only fucking reason I bought these things is because he tells me, yeah, dude, the guy says they're in the shade. Oh, Really? Yeah, you know, it's a day game, but they're in the shade, so you don't got to worry about it. And it's like, fuck, okay. Because, it's you know, it's in, it's on field level, but it's still high enough that, you know, you're in the shade. But it's still great seats, okay? All right, I'll take them. So, wouldn't you fucking believe it? We get there. There is no shade to be seen. We're in the sun the whole fucking time. All right. Except for like the last uh, inning, when it got really hot, we went up and just stole someone's seats that were that you know didn't show up, which is what we should have done a long time ago. To be fucking like we're just retards, we should have thought about that. But uh, you know, it's like these are my seats. I'm gonna sit in my seats. That's the way I felt about it. But uh, you know, after a while, I couldn't bear it no more. It was just too fucking hot. I did not have that good of a time. It wasn't cool being fucked. You know, you don't want the sun beating down on you. Who wants that shit? I'll tell you who. Nobody. (laughs) And this is not the first time this guy's fucked me over. Not Gas Boy. The fucking ticket guy. Inadvertently, because he didn't know that I was getting the tickets. But nevertheless, I've been fucked twice. This one and the one I mentioned long time ago in like episode... The first 10, I think. Me and Monkey Boy... (gasps) We got tickets from Gas Boy, and they were printouts. Wouldn't you fucking know what's going to happen next? It's a Dodgers-Yankees, right? Sold out. We go into the fucking... We're in the line. Beep. 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 They go to us. (laughs) And so the guy's like, did you leave the stadium? Did you you go out? And I was like, uh, uh, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I did. So we had to go back to the car real quick. He goes, you're not supposed to do that. And he gets all mad at me, you know. And it's like, well, I didn't know. We're not from the state. <laughs> Fucking lied. Never been here before. 
all right, just go in. You can't go back out. I was like, all right. So I let, uh, we went in, but you know, we went and scoped out the seats and they're fucking taken. So we didn't wind up hanging out too long. We got fucked over. You make the trip all the way over there. You know, you got to wait in the fucking line. You got to get the parking. Pay for We paid for parking. Just to stay like two or three innings and we left because it was miserable. There was too many fucking people there standing out in the, uh, in the hallways. It was dumb. So, uh, I don't know really what the fuck he was to. Is it to that dude, the ticket guy? Or is it the people, uh, you know, I don't know if he knew they were fucking counterfeit, but how would he not? I don't know. The point is I got fucked twice and that shit would, did not make me happy. And uh, all I'm saying is the gas boy better make the shit up to me. Or else. <laughs> or else what, James? Nothing. <laughs> I'm not going to do shit. What am I going to do? Be mad. That's it. All right. Actually, I think he's supposed to uh, make it. I told him, hey, dude, I better get the free fucking tickets. All right. That's twice. Fuck this guy. He's like, I'll take you, man. I'll take you to buy you some beer. All right. Just drop it. (laughs) I think we're going to the Red Sox game. Should be exciting. Anyway. So uh, I guess what? To to, to that ticket guy or to people that uh, sell you shit, but it's not what you originally were uh, promised. That's probably a better one. Yeah, fuck you to people that sell shit and they're not truthful about what you're getting or, you know, you don't get what you paid for, you know? You expect a certain thing and it's not what you fucking wanted. So, hey, that makes you upset and and you're goddamn right to be upset because you work hard for your fucking money. You want to do something fun. You want to entertain yourself and your loved ones, whoever the fuck it may be. You want to take your woman. You want to take your friends. You want to go to a game and enjoy yourselves and uh, you don't get what you wanted. You're surprised, and it's a negative surprise. And you know what? That deserves a giant, juicy, fuck you. Fuck you! Okay, that's going to do it, boys and boys, and maybe some girls, but mostly boys. Uh, That's 105, episode 105. Wow. I like the number five. (laughs) And hopefully you had a good time. As always, I know I did. But, uh, you know, it's not always about me. It's about you, the little people. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Come on. Come on. Don't, uh, don't, don't think I'm some, such an asshole, okay? I'm only half an asshole. I'm just, a, I think I'm a good person. Hey, uh, once again, if you want to ask me any questions, I will read your questions on the show. If you have uh, any stories you want to give me to read, personal stories that you think would apply to this audience, you know, gays or uh, nerds or nerdy gays or just straight up cool dudes we cover all that shit (laughs) please send me anything anything you want i don't have to read your name you know i can say anonymous guy i won't uh sell your email address i won't spam your ass you know i won't do that group bullshit i don't do that stuff i'm a straight up dude i'm a swell guy (laughs) and that's the way it goes so if you'd like to email me personally, I don't have secretaries or I'm not that fancy yet. And I say yet because it's just going to blow up someday. I know it. <laughs> you can email me at thedangerhour at yahoo.com. Not .gov, not .edu, not .net, .com. You hear that? <laughs> of course, we're on iTunes, Danger Hour. We're on Twitter. At the Danger Hour. We're at the Instagrams. 
at the Danger Hour. And we're also on, of course, the Facebooks. Facebook.com slash the Danger Hour. Look at all that, okay? Videos, pictures, all that shit. The videos I talked about tonight. I'm not sure if I talked about videos, except that, oh, I'll post, I'll post a Shania Twain video. Oof. Look at that one. Um, yeah, I've got videos, pictures. You can look at Lido's ugly ass if you want to. Uh, you can tell me I'm a fag. Call me a homo. Whatever you want to do. I'm free. To, I'm open to any suggestions. <laughs> All right, that's that's the show tonight, boys and girls. Once again, I appreciate you listening. And as always, I tell you at the end of every show, mostly every show, in case I forget, because I'm too inebriated. Stay dangerous, my friends.